up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode two of the Video Game Pals, a weekly video game podcast where we get together to discuss video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. Uh, and we're going to kick the show off the way we normally do by talking about what we're playing this week. Um, I don't have too, too much to report other than uh, based on our conversation last week, I got crazy into Heroes of the Storm this week, um, which I played a couple games with each of you guys. So uh finally got that sweet um, diva skin, but I think uh, Wizard has, or not Wizard, Jesus, Blizzard has gotten what they wanted because I started playing the game for fun, not to just get things. Good, I'm glad. Uh, that's how they get you. Yeah, season two's been pretty sweet, though. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing it also. Started out just for the skins, but like, fuck, man. Yeah, I'm playing a couple games a week now. It's hella fun. I uh, I actually started playing originally because of a promotion as well. They had a promotion where if you played a certain amount of games as a Warcraft hero, you got a mount in WoW. So I started playing because of that, and then I fell in love with the game. Uh, and now I just can't stop playing. I want to play all the time. Uh, so that's what I've been playing this week is Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> is that it? You you got your WoW uh, your WoW stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's always gonna be it's always gonna be Warcraft, probably now Heroes of the Storm, and then whatever game I can fit in in the in between. I played uh, a lot of emulator this week, so I played like Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh shit! Yeah, played the Adventures of Batman and Robin. I played some more Zelda. The game is now punishingly difficult. Uh, because I think I'm on the last dungeon. For, uh, if you, if you didn't tune in last week, um, you are playing, uh, Link to the Past, right? Yep, yep. I, I believe I'm on the last dungeon, and not only can I not figure out what to do, but I'm just getting my ass kicked. <laughs> so, I decided to put a pause on that for a couple days and just, you know, get back to it with fresh eyes and, uh, <laughs> you know, less anger. You have some renewed so, vigor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. All right, man, that's cool. Um, yeah, for me, besides Heroes of the Storm, the only other thing I played was I finally got back to Horizon. Oh, uh, Dawn on PS4, which is awesome. It, it's so funny because, you know, like, whenever you're playing, like, a really big kind of meaty game like that that has, like, a skill curve and you walk away from it for a little bit, you come back and you're just like, oh, God, I suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens a lot. I had a solid 20 minutes, like, when I sat down at the game where I was just, like... I was running around doing stuff, and I died, and like it was just like lost a bunch of progress, and I was just like, oh, God, what am I doing? I gotta get my shit together. So I went and found the biggest, scariest boss I could find, and fought it, and killed it, and was like, all right, I'm back. Let's do this shit. You channel the spirit of Dark Souls, man. That's what you gotta do. Exactly. There you go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, dodge rolls and all, man. Um, that, that game, I remember I was playing it, and I had a very Dark Souls moment where, like, I was getting attacked at the very last second, dodge rolled out of the way and counter sliced to kill them. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> One day you'll play those games. One day. I think, One day. I think you just became Bloodborne. Yeah, like, yeah, there you go. That's how that works, right? <laughs> yeah, Bloodborne's good. It rewards you for attacking, so there you go. But yeah, so um, much in typical fashion, every time I sit down to play Horizon Zero Dawn, my intent is to push the main story forward, and I just get lost playing the game because it's so goddamn good. Uh, like, I I don't know, man. Like, Breath of the Wild might be my favorite Zelda game, and I still think Horizon might be my game of the year so far. Ooh, it's because you haven't wow. started Persona. Maybe. We'll see. But I don't know, dude. Horizon is just like, it's something else. Like, it's, like, on a gameplay level, it's just so fucking fun and satisfying to play. But, like, the story is so interesting and unique. And, like, you know, it's the first AAA game I've played in how long where I'm not some white dude. Like, it's 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 just great. Like, across the board, it's fresh and it's, like, the core gameplay experience of it is just so fucking satisfying. 
Like, it pulls from a million other games, and, like, it does a lot of things that are not new on a gameplay level, but it does them on such a, like, accomplished, confident level that, like, it's like, how the fuck is this the first game like this that they've made? You know, these are the kill zone guys, <laughs> and then they come out with this thing and just blow me the fuck away. Nice. So, like, I, I want to finish it, but I also don't want to stop playing it. I get that. So, like, I honestly think I might put another month into it just because I love this game so much. And, like, whatever, you know? It's, like, now that we're not doing, like, Slack and Slash and I don't feel as pressured to, like, be playing what's new all the time, like, I kind of don't mind, like, putting another month into Horizon and then and then getting to Zelda, you know? Yeah, someday I'll finish Zelda. I still have another probably a month left in Persona. Like, like IRL, you mean? Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like not a Persona scale month. Like, I am 27 hours into this game and I'm on the third fucking dungeon. Oh my god. That's <laughs> Also I can't believe you put what do you think, twenty seven hours yeah. in? You've had that game for a week. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really fucking good. And it's kind of consumed my life. I mean, that's good. I mean like that's that's what you want, man. I know like as we get older it's harder to like really have an experience like that that you can dedicate yourself to, but like that's like honestly the most satisfying like thing for me of any like kind of consuming art experience is when you have like a game that you're like in like that where like you're thinking about it all the time and like you're always trying to get back to it you know like that's just such a i don't know such a satisfying feeling. oh yeah and it's like this very well might be the last game in my lifetime i have the free time to dedicate to like fall into in such a way right and like you know for like days and days for days and days and putting 27 hours into it in a week and it's like if if this is how life-consuming gaming ends for me, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a good note to go out yeah. on. That's a sad thought. Yeah, but it's like it's just one of the realities of growing older. Like I'm going to law school in the fall, and then I'm going to be a lawyer, and then like you know, being a young lawyer and having free time are not like things that go super well together. Andy, I'm just not sure why you have to become a lawyer. <laughs> why can't you just... That's, that's a good one. Dedicate yourself to gaming. I'm glad someone said it. <laughs> it's like, listen, I go, I work a, a part-time job after school in Persona, but that doesn't pay my real-life bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I've got student loan bills to pay, man. Yeah, I can't work at a pretend Japanese flower shop forever, Shaw. <laughs> Uh, so what about you, Tom? So what have you been playing this Obviously week? Obviously Heroes, because I've played with just about everyone um, everyone I know at this point. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, like this Season 2 initiative is crazy. Everyone I know who's ever played that game is playing it, and they're like, man, I actually like this yeah, game now. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude, it's like <laughs> I've, I'm playing games with Jared, and it's just Jared and I, and like, there's no game that Jared and I just play. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I feel like on the 4th, they had the Star Wars sale on Steam, so I picked up that. That was pretty cool. Nice. Would you get like the bundle yeah, or whatever? Yeah, they had like two different bundles. The one was like maybe like 10 bucks for the old Jedi Knight games. And I used to love playing Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Knight 3. And I've just been like, you know, I don't know, five hours of that again. So that's like stupid. Nice. Um, Airships was fun. It's another like kind of crafting game, but you, you like make land ships, airships, buildings, you know, like a nice little like competitive kind of game. Thompson, wait, is there an ice cream truck outside your yep, house? You can hear it through the walls, right? <laughs> Yep, told yeah, told you. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy, because I was like, this kind of sounds like video game yeah, music. No. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, that's definitely an ice cream. Yeah, no, he, he goes up and down the roads, and no one buys ice cream for years. And I don't know what how he survives. I really don't know. He's probably a drug dealer. Uh, please, not in Beachwood. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, so uh, I played Forts with Ozzy a few times, which is another... I think it's like a phone game, actually, that I got put on Steam. But you make a base, and it's physics-based, so you shoot at the bottom, everything falls apart. Um, pretty cool. Pretty ridiculous game. You guys have been playing that a lot. Casey's been playing it, too, actually. So it's it's just been, like, fun to, like, get into something that's, like, just a quick, you know, five-minute round or whatever. And, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed those little games. Let's see. Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, I sent you the picture because they had a sale for, like, I think 60% off. And the players went up to, like, 400 and something players. And for, like, the longest time, it was in the 30s. So it's like, hey, suck it. I finally have friends. <laughs> um, it's back, baby. I mean, for, like, a week, you know? I don't know how long. Though. 400 concurrent Dude, players, that's a lot. motherfucker. That's, that's, 10, that's 10 times the amount, more than 10 times the amount that used to be playing, so... What? Yeah, there was like thirty players on active, you know, average. So it's like, <laughs> if there's four hundred, <laughs> I'm happy. Um, Matchmaking only takes two hours now. It only takes about five minutes, so that's great. Before it took maybe an hour. <laughs> it's like legitimately an hour. I'm not even kidding. Uh, so yeah, that's so rough. And well, you know, it's just so you gotta do to play a game you like. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I've I've condensed my my Steam account down, you know, after like my new computer to like you know maybe five games now. So. Something I can, you know, I shotgunned the 100 last week, and now it's like, all right, I'll just play these five. <laughs> all right, cool. So it sounds like we all had a pretty good week gaming-wise. Um, so I guess that means it's time for the random question of the week! <laughs> <laughs> I know they can't see it, but I golf claps for you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, so in the spirit of uh, having too many games in your Steam library, I wanted to ask you guys, what is the game you're the saltiest you've spent money on? Ooh. Like ever? Oh boy. In life? Yeah. Like what's like what is the game that you spent money on and you were just like, I got like, it. what a waste of my money. Easy. <laughs> I I know I know uh this is not like the best opinion on things, but like when I was a kid and Spore was announced, I was like, Holy shit, I've been waiting for this my entire life. I just can't wait to make something and and you know take over the universe with my creature. This is gonna be amazing. And I remember like the conference peer mile, I was like, You could do anything and I got the game and I was like, I can't do anything. And so I mean <laughs> like the amount of disappointment that I got from that game has like transcended time and space to like if you ever say something's like upsetting <laughs> Uh, about gaming i just immediately go to that experience you know like there's there's been i don't honestly god can't think of any other gaming experience that i've i've been so let down like barring mass effect 3's ending which you've over the years like you know tended the wound and like it's not so bad now so spore stands on its on its own man it's just it's it's like it wasn't the worst game but it wasn't what we were sold you know and yeah. I was like, I was younger, like whenever it came out, I have no idea. But um, it, you know, back then it was like you're gonna you're gonna take your sixty bucks and buy a game, and and you like don't have sixty bucks, so it's like I really waited for that, and I think I even pre-ordered it, and it was like you know a year and a half later, delays, and just so much waiting, and and just the amount of disappointment. <laughs> so I don't know that that's easy for me that score, yeah. Well, mine's kind of a similar thing, uh, where I don't know, I can't exactly remember the name of the game, but I think you might know it it was uh it was a game that came out it was like trying to be a wow competitor and it was like a warhammer mmo it was like warhammer 40k online i think yeah a age of reckoning i think yeah age of reckoning that was the name. i mean i played that yeah but so no so here so hear me out so hear me out so here's why i was so salty so All that right. game that game gets announced and it looked awesome um and it was pretty cool i remember playing it the little i did get to play of it i liked it a lot but here's why i'm mad i spent money on it so i remember 
two, three months, you know, me and everyone we knew who was playing WoW were like, oh, this game looks so cool. We're all going to move over to this when WoW comes out. Like, this is going to be so exciting. So it finally comes out. I go and buy it. And I spent $60 on the game, spent another $15 on the, you know, month pass or whatever. Uh, And then I get home and install it, and it won't run on my computer. Oh. Like, my specs were all, like, at the minimum requirements, but it just kept crashing. I couldn't play. Like, oh, you know, it's like I would get in into the instances, and then, like, the game would, like, drop frames and stuff. So, like, I couldn't, like, keep up with, like, what people were doing. So it was just like, wow. Like, I, I all said on my computer, I was able to get about 10 minutes of play in. I played it a little bit at a friend of the show, Casey's house, uh, for a while, and I was like, God, I love this game. Why can't I play it? So Yeah, yeah. I'm really and, sorry. That was one of the better MMOs out there, man. And I, I was like 14 or 15 when it came out. Yeah. So, like, $75 was a lot of money that I just yeah. missed away. Because you can't yeah. return it. Like, I took it back to GameStop, and they're like, you can't bring this back. Like, you use the codes and everything. Like, it's, you know... Yeah, <laughs> the GameStop guy said, "Well, I mean, you have a box a box of diamonds, but I'll give you five cents for that. I mean, that's the trade in value." So yeah, that was absolutely the the game I was the most salty I spent money on. Man, it's hard. I actually had a similar experience. Um, so so my my actual answer is I I've never I've only once spent money on a game that I personally was pissed about. But that's not the game I want to highlight. I'll go back to that in a moment. The game I want to highlight is a game that I once got for my birthday. Uh, This was not a game I wanted because I already knew it was going to be horrible. This was during the time of really bad um, comic book based video games or or comic book movie based video games, I should say. (laughs) So this was Iron Man, the original Iron Man game. The Sega one? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I was... My mom bought me this game as kind of, you know, just... I didn't ask for it. She just decided, oh, cool, it's Iron Man. I'll buy him this game. She bought it. I was like, oh, no. But I'm not going to say, like, <laughs> why would you buy me this? Because yeah. that's messed up. So I was like, oh, thanks. But I already knew it was a bad game. So I, I was like, you know what? I got it anyway. I might as well try it. So I, I, I put it on. And it was one of the most frustrating games I have ever played. Did you have it on the Wii? No, on the PlayStation 3. I believe it was on the PS3. Yeah, and the controls were frustrating. I felt like I, on some level, I felt like I was playing an old, man, like, you know those those Nintendo 64 games where the controls just didn't make sense, and it was like their first foray into, you know, yeah. 3D, and it's just, it felt like that. Right. It's um, <laughs> embarrassing. It, it was punishing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just not a good game. It was made by Sega. It was like, what are you yeah. guys doing? <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was, that was a bad experience. But the experience that I, game that I bought that relates to what you were saying, Pete, I bought Knights of the Old Republic, and... Oh. I was so excited for that game. Or I should say The Old Republic. The, the, okay. The, yeah. Oh, the MMO. Yeah. 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 And I, I was so excited for that game because I was such a fan of Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. And I couldn't wait to play it. And I get home and it just won't it, it won't run on my laptop. I just couldn't. I couldn't even move in the game. It was oh, so bad. Oh, yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, well, my laptop can run well. It should be able to run this game too. Wrong. Because, wow, they deliberately make it so that it can play on low-end computers. Yep. Uh, so if you've got, like, a 10-year-old computer, at least at that point, 
you could play WoW fine. And it, that just wasn't the case with Old Republic. So I've never gotten to play that game. I've, I've wow. never played it. Can your current rig not handle it? Or? Oh, it can. It's just that I'm so I'm still so salty that I've never gone back to try. It's great. I, I've really enjoyed it. I played a bunch of the single player like Jedi Knight story. I think I'd like over the course of a couple of days because I was bored, broke, and it was free. And it's like it's a it's a halfway decent Bioware game, but it's just like I'm not crazy about the MMOs, and it definitely like puts a lot of MMO mechanics into it. Like, there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, go find a group to do this instance. And it's like, it's a fun enough game, but I don't know. It's too much MMO for me. I know, I know uh, Thompson, you and uh, you and Ozzy rolled characters and played it for a little I while, right? I rolled like six characters in it, yeah. I, I put a lot of time into it, actually. <laughs> uh, I never spent a dollar on it, but, you know, I, I, had, a, I had a blast, you know. I think Ozzy got the, uh, there's like, if you buy the expansions now, or like you, you spend, I think, this like $40 amount or something, you get like all content full subscription oh i mean like it's free to play from beginning to end but they made this like you know if you subscribe you get bonuses to things i don't remember what you know probably like more experience and shit and i know he did that um i never did that and i i had a lot of fun with it it's always something i could fall back on when especially like when another star wars movie's coming out or something and i just like feel some star wars itch and i'm just like yeah i could, I could play this game there's always something in there that i could explore because i i didn't beat everything you know and classes have their own stories so I mean that it's always something new for me if I jump back into it. Maybe uh maybe one day the four of us can roll we'll roll like a squad of characters and just blow through the through one of the story missions or something. That'd be like a fun stream oh, yeah. to do. I would I would do it. My fear is that I will get sucked in because it is Star Wars and it is an MMO. And then you'll have two MMOs. <laughs> that's unacceptable. That's, that's a few a friend of mine, she's trying to get me to play um uh Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I can't, because if I start playing that, how am I going to play WoW? Like, it's just not, it's not feasible. It's one or the other. And WoW will always win out. Do you think you'll ever stop playing WoW? I have. I've, uh, I've, I've had an on and off sort of love-hate relationship with the game, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've stopped for years on end, but I will always go back to WoW. And because of what I do now, I don't really see myself stopping like the only reason why I would ever stop is if things in my real life got so sort of involved that I couldn't spend that time anymore. That's right. the only reason why I would ever stop playing. I'm not saying that, you know, you should be our raid leader for the old republic. <laughs> but <clears throat> if we got to the point of raids in that game, then I would gladly do that. Just saying, man, could be a fun stream show. Let us know in the yeah. comments below. I mean, I'll totally do you it. You want to see us stream the old Republic? Yeah, let's, let's do it, man. So I have I have two questions, or I have a question before I launch into it. One of it is, can I just like give the game I'm most salty about the amount of money I spent to play? Because I built a whole new computer to play the first Left for Dead. Ooh. Oh, oh my god! Which was like, it's a good game, but I had to like entirely rebuild my computer for it. It's just like it was not worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah. The game I'm m most salty to have spent any money on, though, is oh, when the Nintendo Wii came out. Do you guys remember Red Steel? Oh, yeah. I bought yeah, Red Steel yeah. for $60. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that game, I remember playing that game once or twice at like a GameStop like demo kiosk and just being like, oh, no. 
no. Yeah, let's see what the sword games like this are like in like a few years. And then they right. never made another one. That was, everybody was hyped for that game. It was like, oh man, the Nintendo Wii is bringing us one step closer to like virtual reality shit. You know, it's motion control. You have a sword, you have a gun, you go kill mafia guys. And it was just bad. <laughs> and then they abandoned what was otherwise a really cool yeah. idea. I mean, probably for the best though, because like Skyward Sword happened also. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like it could have been fun if it was like an on the rails game that was all about sword fighting and not it's a Zelda game, like use motion controls, you know? Yeah. Like keep your bullshit gimmicks out of my Zelda games. You keep your bullshit gimmicks for games <laughs> that are built around them. <laughs> I don't mind. A, I don't mind a well placed gimmick, you know? Like yeah, it's like VR is fun. It's definitely a gimmick though, you know? Like it's just a good one. It's well executed. Oh, for sure. It's just kind of sad that some games that are in VR just would be have been better games if they weren't in VR. You know, they're like limited, you know, by that's the true fact too. they are in that. That's yep. a weird trade-off to have, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that's and that's that's got to happen too. Like, you know, you're going to have those growing pains. It's like when uh, Sean mentioned earlier, like when you had the first foray into like polygonal 3D gaming and like there's a ton of games from that era that would have been right. better if yeah, they weren't exactly. that, you know? Like, Final Fantasy VII would be better if it was sprites, you know, instead of those <laughs> shitty, blocky character models. I'm just remembering you know, Cloud's like, arm, and it's, like, two grapes attached by, like, a twig. And he's just like, hey, go over there! And he, like, puts his fucking, like, chub fist into, like, something. Barrett is, like, just a square for a head. It's just awful. Yep. It's, oh, God. I'm just remembering that now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, you had to have that for us to get to the point where we are now. So it's like, it's, you know, it's fine, but... It sucks. It sucks when you do see that. But, okay, we're going to move on to the news. The news! The news! We talking about the news! The news! The news! We talking about the news! <laughs> we got five items on the list today. Um, some of them are pretty meaty, though, so uh, let's jump right into it. Um, item number one on the list is uh, Rocket Raccoon has been officially confirmed for MVC Infinite uh, by our Twitter promotion. Um, they had this little, you know, like, character announcement trailer that they did um, the day that Guardians 2 came out. It showed off his, like, kind of final special move um, that features Groot, um, you know, in the little animatic or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's, like, I'm, it's hard. Like, I wish I was more excited for this game. You know, I think we talked about this on the first episode. Uh, or it might have been on our unaired pilot that got fucked up. But either way, I know we've talked about this game as a group. And, um... I don't know. I'm really hoping that when I get it in my hands, that it feels better than it looks. Because I just, for whatever reason, it looks off to me. So we actually talked about it on the comics panels. Oh, right. That was uh, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I I am really, really happy that Rocket's getting put into MVC Infinite. Uh, I really am a, a big fan of the character, especially now after Guardians 2. And I'm I'm excited for this game. I, I don't know, man. I think that Capcom has been doing a great job with their fighting games of late. I think Street Fighter V is easily one of the best Street Fighter games ever. Top two, in my mind. And I think Marvel 3 is phenomenal. So I have no reason to believe that MVC Infinite will be anything less than great, because they haven't given me a reason to doubt them. Uh, some people criticize the graphics, but I think the game looks good. I don't. A lot of people are saying it looks like a... Like a mobile game? I want to see the mobile game that looks like this. Uh, 
because I'll play that game too. Um, but I have no issues with what I've seen so far at all, and I really, really can't wait for this. I'm like a huge fighting game fan also, and absolutely loved Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I'm like, I don't know, something, the initial trailers that came out for this, I, I had, I don't know what it was, like Pete said, it's something was off to me. And the more I've watched it, like the more I've like grown to like appreciate it. I don't like have any problem with the art or anything. The visuals look great. It's it's not that. Um, I guess it's because it's like different. And I was like, but between Marvel vs. Capcom two and three, it's totally different games. And I like I think like initially I was like, oh no, it's not it's not like three, you know, oh, shit. And I just I don't know. Putting Rocket in, I loved him in in the last one, and I don't see like any problem with that. I, I'm like now I'm actually starting to get excited because it's got characters i care about like i saw um sigma is in it and i'm just like yep. all right yes. well, that's new ultron yeah ultron i yeah ultron's whatever but you know for me it's, but like i like sigma so i'm pretty happy about that you know and like rocket's one of my favorites just from the last game alone like he came out before the guardians came out as a movie and i was like i don't know who this stupid raccoon is and and i liked him in right. the game and i saw the movie obviously and i'm like oh they're fuck you know there we go so um, I, I'm actually starting to get really impressed with this game, you know? I'm, like, now kind of considering getting it at, like, the full price. I haven't bought a fighting game in, like, forever because you just, like, Jared buys them and go over to his house and play, but I don't have time. Yeah, or I get them. Yeah, so I don't have time to do that shit anymore, so I might have to buy my own copy for once, right? <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, please do because, like, I'm kind of on the fence about it, so, like, I would love to play it and, like, give it a shot because I'm sure I'll like it once I actually get my hands on it, but... I don't know, like, there's just something about it that just feels off to me. And, like, I honestly can't really place my finger on it. It feel, Like, I think it's because it's a little slower. I think I'm going to miss the three-on-threes. Like, it's just a lot of little things that are making it, uh, are making me feel just a little bit nervous about it. But, eh, I don't know. This is definitely a cool thing. I'm, I, I love Rocket, so I'm, I'm glad to see that. Um, also, you should go check out uh, this week's episode of The Comics Pals, uh, where we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, we had some things to say about it, but overall, we thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, Andy Thompson, do you want to offer your thoughts real quick on it? Um, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was like it was really funny, and I liked it, but like structurally, it was a mess, and it felt kind of like a really long TV episode. I mean, Sean had a lot of those same criticisms. <laughs> yeah, like it felt a lot to me thinking about it since I saw it two nights ago. Like. They spent so much time trying to, like, make other meaningful arcs happen around this huge Peter Quill arc that they forgot to actually tell Peter Quill's story. Yeah. Uh, Andy, I have a question. Are you a, are you a comic book reader? Um, sometimes. Have you ever read a comic book with the Guardians in them before? No. Okay. And what did you think of Guardians Part 1? I really enjoyed Guardians Part 1. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I had the same exact opinion as you, but I'm such a fan of these characters over the years that I care, I probably care more about their, about them than you do just because I read them all the time oh, in the for comics. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think it's really interesting that we have the same opinion. You just didn't care as much about the movie because you don't have that initial investment. And like, I, don't get me wrong, I still really enjoyed the movie. It was funny. I, yeah. I enjoy the characters. They're great. But, I didn't think it was a particularly well-made thing. Yeah, it's funny, man, because, like, it's it's so funny to hear you say that now, too, because, like, I know you enjoyed it because I sat through it with you. You know, it's like you were cracking up the whole movie. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a lot of fun. 
but it is there's it's got some problems. Well, I hate to be the odd man out here, but I think it's like ten out of ten. So I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I've never like I've read comics. I've read a few. Like I've I've got a few boxes, right? But I never read a, a single Guardians comic until like the first movie. I didn't even know who they were, and I fell in love with that movie. Right? It you know I'm not like a director or anything, but I wouldn't have changed a single word in that first movie. I don't think this movie is without fault, but I think I can look past it because the amount of times that I laughed just like truly laughed out loud and like that doesn't happen um for like just about anything with me and it's got it's got that marvel magic you know like i i go into a marvel movie now because you know when i when ant-man came out i'm like uh ant-man right and he left and i'm like that was fucking awesome you know like uh doctor strange like not many people even care about him and it was it was great and like they, they seem to like for me, always hit some kind of note, some kind of different thing. It's always a great experience. Even if I disagreed with parts in it, I'm entertained. And like, I work in a movie theater and that's hard. Like, <laughs> it's really hard, man. I, I don't even like see movies anymore because I'm just like, all right, I can pretty much predict anything that's going to happen and I'm not interested in just about anything. But I thought this was like, this hit it the same way that the first hit it. And be like, okay, maybe not 10, maybe nine and a half out of 10, I'll give it. But. You know, the first one I would say is like easily my favorite movie ever. So I can't, I could go on forever about it, you know? Wow. I mean, yeah, dude, I, I definitely agree with your overall sentiment. But um, yeah, if you want more of, of thoughts from me and Sean, go check out this week's episode of the Comics Pals if you haven't already. And uh, you can hear our full thoughts about it. So, um, all right, moving on to the next item on the list is uh, THQ Nordic has officially announced Darksiders 3. Going to be coming out sometime uh, in 2018 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. They have announced that they're going to be teaming with Gunfire Games, which is uh, a development team that's made up of a bunch of people who were like members of Vigil Games, who were the developers of the original two Darksiders games. Uh, and the people returning include the game's director, its executive producer, technical director, lead environmental artist, uh, and a bunch of other like really key people. So, I mean, if you're a fan of Darksiders 1 and 2, that's, that's great news. You know, you're getting, basically, the band's getting back together for number 3 over here. Just to give you guys a little bit of background, if you're not familiar, um, so THQ, the publisher, like, kind of went under, um, I guess, two or three years ago at this point. I think it was in 2014. Um, and, uh... This this company, I forget what they were called previously, but THQ Nordic basically was another developer that bought most of their IP uh, that wasn't like, you know, they, they didn't keep South Park or like any of the sports licenses, but all their original stuff they picked up and they rebranded themselves, called themselves THQ Nordic because they also acquired the name THQ for some reason. They re-released like a Darksiders collection. They did another really small game iterating on a previous thing that they had done. So this is like their first original title since they rebranded and bought all this IP. Um, so this is pretty interesting. You know, I'm not like a big Darksiders guy, but I'm excited to see what happens here just as kind of like a student of the industry. Yeah, I mean, the first two Darksiders games are, are okay. I mean, they're like technically fine. I'm not into the whole like grim dark atmosphere of it. It's a little edge lordy for me. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> you would. You're an edge lord, of course. You yeah, no, I know. I, I freely admit it. So it's okay. But like, yeah, they were you know technically tight games. I'm sure Darksiders Three will be more of the same, and if that's your cup of tea, it'll probably continue to be your cup of tea. I really hope it doesn't suck though. Like that would just make me sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see like like Pete said, like a first real game from them. You know, like to stand on their own feet. I like the first two Darksiders, but they were kind of like just for me at least, like the discount God of War. Like if I really wanted to get into that kind of game, I would have played 
God of War, like sure. any of them, really. So Darksiders was fun. Um, I'm not going to probably get it at 60 bucks for number three, but if it, it starts like breaking some good reviews, you know, maybe I'll consider it. It's just, I don't really think those kinds of games have as much of a place in the market as they used to. So I don't know. It's a little ballsy, in my opinion. It'll be interesting to see how it performs. Yeah. I, I don't have any thoughts on this because I never play these games, except to say that when they were coming out, I played God of War and I thought, well, whatever. Yeah, know, right. I've got this. Yeah. Yeah, I always kind of got the impression that Darksiders was very much like, what if we took God of War and Legend of Zelda and just kind of smashed them together? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty accurate there. But we do have some, uh, we do have a little more information about the game. Uh, so it's it's set to be an open world action adventure with a focus on exploration and environmental puzzles. So, you know, pretty, pretty similar stuff. Uh, and we'll continue this, and this is a direct quote from the article from IGN. Um, we'll continue the series staple hack and slash combat with the new protagonist, Fury. So we're getting a new god. It's supposed to pick up right around the time that Darksiders 2 ends. So um, if you're invested in that story or whatever, it looks like it's going to pick up right there. So we'll see what happens here. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. That's for sure. All right. I have number three. Uh, this one's this one's for you and me, Andy, mostly. But uh, we have a release date for Emily is Away 2. Oh, uh, that comes yeah. by the game's official Twitter. Uh, the game is going to release on May 26th for $4.99 on Itch, Steam, and EmilyIsAway.com. Uh, this is interesting because the original game was kind of pay what you want, so it seems like this game's a little more ambitious, so I'm glad to see they're asking for money this time around. You ever want to watch uh, Friendship Dissolve in front of your eyes? Play Emily's Away. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it, is a, it is a fantastic little indie game. Uh, if you're not familiar with the first one, Andy and I were huge fans of it. We did a Let's Play over on our former YouTube channel, Slack and Slash, that you can go check out. It will break your goddamn heart. Yeah, it's very, it's really sad, uh, and and like we we weren't really prepared for it when we went into it, so it's it's very that's one of my favorite things we ever did over there. Um, but yeah, so it's uh it's this fun little indie game. The original was a game where it's a um kind of like if you're familiar with the term walking simulator games like uh you know Firewatch or like Gone Home, whatever. Like this is a it's what's known as like a desktop simulator. So the game replicates a computer running Windows, like, XP, and it's like you are having AIM conversations with this girl that your character is friends with in high school all throughout college for, like, over, you know, the four years uh, from, I think it's, like, 2001 to 2005 or something like that. And it's, like, aesthetically, like, it nails that time period. So, like, if you were on AIM at that point in your life, you know, even if you were younger than, you know, the, the characters in the game you're very much gonna be taken back to that point. You know, like, uh, it has all the I classic icons from that point. Like, it, it's... Uh, all the sound effects and everything are there. Um, it's it's definitely something else. So um, definitely a game worth checking out if you're into, like, you know, little cute little indie story-driven games. It's a game you can finish in, like, 45 minutes. And again, if you want to get a taste of it uh, without checking it out, it is free, so you should just go play it. But you can go watch our Let's Play. So check it out. Um, we'll definitely be playing this one. We, you know, we'll give you our thoughts when it when it comes out on uh, May 26th. So keep an eye open for that. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, item number four on the list is PlayStation's E3 plans have been confirmed. Uh, the company is going to be retaining their spot on Monday, 6 p.m., June 12th this year, to close out the major press conferences. Uh, so this news comes despite the fact that some of their competitors have uh, have moved their slots around, which pretty much every other major pub publisher is going to be doing uh, their press conference during the weekend now, which is, like, really, really different. Uh, including Microsoft, who moved to a Sunday slot, which um, we speculated on the Slackcast may have been to kind of get out of Sony's way and, like, not have it be that 
you know, conversation that you always have at the end of E3 of who did it better, Sony or Microsoft. So that's really interesting. And uh, while we know that Nintendo is going to be avoiding the traditional press conference and going for a direct, like we talked about last week, we don't have any word on like what day that'll be happening. So probably Monday. But if not, like Sony might be the only the only ones on Monday, which is going to be really weird. This is definitely kind of shaked up the the normal schedule that that E3 has had for as long as I've been paying attention to it, basically, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's kind of interesting to see all these corporate power plays and what their end game is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think it speaks to Sony's confidence that they're like, whatever. No, this is when we go, you know. Like, we're the last one for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I give props to Nintendo last week when we talked about it, and I give props to to Sony and Microsoft. You know, every one of them is definitely trying to like show that they can stand on their own, and Microsoft's moving date is confirmation of that to me. Because, like you said, I don't think they want to get overshadowed by it this year, you know? Like, they, they want to make their message known, and I do think it gets... Like, even if you watch the Microsoft one, people are going to talk about the Sony one, you know? So, it's just better to be yeah. on a different day at this point. You can you could digest it for a whole day, you know? Yep. Yeah, and, and again, like, I think a big thing of it, too, is, like, when when Microsoft and Sony go on the same day, like, Microsoft gets a bunch of attention for the few hours before Sony goes... Then Sony gets attention while Sony stuff is happening, and then it becomes, all right, who's who's was better, you know? And like then that's what the conversation becomes instead of like, let's just talk about what they announced. Right. And I think Microsoft moving to Sunday is like Microsoft's going to take that day, you know? As as they're they're going to be competing with like other publishers, but like let's be real, like no matter how good their press conference is, like it's never as exciting as the console manufacturers. Like, those are always the best ones. Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are always the three that are, like, important to pay attention to. Yeah. And I think, like, Microsoft will easily take the day on Sunday, whereas Monday they are always going to be competing with PlayStation. Even if they do a better job, they still have to worry about that competition. Yeah. I think that you're not being fair to the publishers because EA's presentation a few years ago gave us that wonderful Peggle 2 announcement. (laughs) (laughs) That That's my high point of every E3 press conference ever is like going through serious next gen EA titles turns out oh and one more thing Peggle 2 jumps up in the air and like, <laughs> what about the Chicago robot that guy was awesome oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm really excited to do some more E3 coverage this year we got to we got to figure out what our plans are going to be now that we're shifting things up but i i definitely want to do do some E3 reacts it's coming up so uh market calendars june 11th and 12th going to be the two big days Keep an eye out for, and uh, if we hear more about it, we will update you. But um, I did want to actually real quick divert, though, and, like, use this as an opportunity to kind of, like, pose the question, like, what the hell do you guys think Sony's going to do at E3 this year? I I feel like they don't really have that much to talk about. You know, like, PSVR's out. They've announced all of their big, like, pretty much every one of their uh, major studios, right? Like, is spoken for, except for Sucker Punch. Like, we know what they're working on, you know? And it has a release date, or it has a release window. Like, what could they even come out and, like, bombs could they drop? And, like, especially in a year where Microsoft is going to announce the Scorpio, and we know that, Mike, like, we talked about last week, Phil Spencer, you know, we know Microsoft's coming out the gate to announce a bunch of games and a bunch of stuff that they're going to try and take attention away from Sony with. And then Nintendo's got the Switch. They have, obviously, a bunch of new things to talk about. They have new hardware, a new console to talk about. It's like, what is Sony going to be... Like, what is Sony going to have to bring to the table that's going to compete with this stuff? So, I, I liken this to uh, Comic-Con and, and those conventions. And 
Uh, sometimes Marvel or DC will go to San Diego Comic-Con without anything new to necessarily announce. And for me, when that happens, it's always cool because you get the question of will there be a surprise out of the way, and they focus on what they've already announced, and you get more information about those things. So in this in this instance, there's plenty of games that I would like to see more of and hear more about that I don't necessarily know a ton about. So for example, the new Spider-Man game that they have coming out, I want to know sure. more about that game. And so hopefully this is an opportunity for them to maybe tease it out a little bit more. I don't I don't even think it has an official title. I could be wrong about no, that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. It's, it's literally so, just called like Spider-Man for <laughs> PS4, I think, right now. Right. So I would love to know what the title is. I'd love to know more about the storyline. And I think that, that that holds true for a lot of the other games that they have announced. So I... As a as a fan of of their presentation, I'm not worried about them not having some some brand new shiny toy to announce. I'm interested in what they've already got coming out that they can expand upon and you know let us know more about. I agree with you as a fan, but I'm I guess I'm just worried about the optics there. Like, how is Sony's presentation going to compete when they don't have the pop? Because it is just like yeah, there's a pop because we got a name for the Spider-Man game, but we already knew it was coming. Maybe we get release dates, maybe we get more information about games, but it's all still stuff we've already heard of, you know? So, like, unless they have Sucker Punch's new game to announce, I wonder, like, they must have something, though, right? So, like, that's what's going to be interesting, is, like, I'm sure you're right, we're going to get probably release dates for a lot of these games that we are excited for, but, like, I feel like they gotta have something else, too. Do we think they might roll out a Vita successor? (sighs) I don't know, man. I feel like that seems so crazy, but I also, I think Sony's crazy enough to do it. You know? Like, yeah, the Switch has come out and is a roaring success right now, and like, I could see Sony not wanting to cede that ground. Oh, absolutely. And I think that if they, you know, acknowledge that they've taken their hit on the Vita, they lost to the 3DS and that's whatever, but also there's a bit of a hole in, like, the handheld space right now, because Nintendo has positioned the Switch as a home console and a handheld, and the 3DS is dying, maybe there's room for a, like, a successful, whatever the Vita successor's name would be, because the Vita 2 sounds dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, short of, like, a PlayStation 5 or a Vita successor announcement, they're just gonna have to stay on their games, their, you know, their library, and, and, you know, like, Sony makes a lot of bullshit, you know, they have the camera, the VR, they have the view the tv service streaming service you know like they have all this crap you can buy i mean like it's good stuff some of it but you know it's like i don't think for an average gamer you're gonna be like i have to have every sony product and and hook up everything integrated you know you just want to get some games and i think if you're you have a ps4 and you're playing that you're gonna care about the games you know i mean it would be kind of crappy to be like hey ps5 when we have all these other games you know in the pipe and right and i'm definitely with you sean like i want to know more about them you know like I've been enticed in pretty much everything that came out from the last time we saw that was, like, released. But, you know, they can only show five minutes here or there. And just some, like, cool stuff that happens in the game, not just, like, when it's coming out even. So, you know, it would be nice to know, to have something to look forward to. Um, Because it seems, while we have a great year for video games, we, we also have, like, a kind of bad year for games. Like, in the other markets, like, the Switch came out, and that's that's awesome but like really what else is anyone really doing that's like wowing you you know i mean i don't know for me at least i mean i don't know dude we quarter one this has been a really strong year for games so far when you like when you think about what i mean like it's been strong but if you've got that many then like what else is there for the rest of the year that's really gonna wow you you know like we have the christmas 
market that we always have, but I don't really want to wait, you know, six more, seven more months to get something I'm into again. Yeah. I mean, we do have a really nice, healthy gap between now and like fall because like Red Dead 2 is like allegedly supposed to come like out a this legend, fall. You know, <laughs> like, we have a. That's unfortunate. Yeah, like we have a couple big marquee titles that are like set for this fall, but um, you know, like Mario, you know, um. Like, there's definitely some big stuff coming. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, that's what's going to be interesting, too, is, like, maybe we get some indie announcements, maybe. you know? Like, maybe that, like, like maybe uh, that game company's next game. <laughs> like, we got a tease for that a couple, you know, months ago. Maybe that gets announced at E3. You know, like, maybe we get, like, a new batch of, like, PlayStation exclusive, you know, smaller games. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I think that's not outside the realm I mean, just to stand against the success of the Switch and, you know, I think they need to stand on, on what they have good, you know, they have a good library and I think they need to just promote that, you know, I don't think they need to like diversify yeah. too much. Just like, you know, just put some good games like that. You don't have any, but put more good games. Yeah. And I think, I think you guys are right that the strength of Sony's catalog does speak for itself in a lot of ways that like, even though Microsoft's going to be announcing like a new piece of hardware and new games, you know, you would, we would assume uh, and then same thing for Nintendo. They have exciting new things to talk about. Like Sony's games themselves are exciting and like they're only there and they're going to have the most exclusives to talk about of anyone, no matter what, you know, like they have four or five games that are huge AAA exclusives that we know are on the way and that everyone's excited about. So, you know, they definitely have a strong showing. I just... I wonder how it's going to stack up this year. This year is going to be stiff competition, whereas last year it was pretty easy for Sony to, like, kind of, I think, step above everyone and, like, really take all the headlines because they announced, like, five new games or had substantial updates about games that we were, you know, waiting for. Yeah, like Horizon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, maybe we get some Horizon DLC. I think that's probably a, a, a big possibility. Like, maybe we get the announcement of what the first piece of Horizon DLC is going to be. Um, maybe we get the acknowledgement that, like, Horizon 2 is on the way, you know? Um, because they're going to talk about Horizon. Horizon was a huge success for them. It would be foolish to ignore it. <laughs> so, I just wanted to, I wanted to dive into that a little bit. I didn't think that, like, warranted a whole topic. I guess it does. But I figured we could, we could get a little fun out of that speculation. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to our last item on the news list um, that's also going to transition into our meat and potatoes this week. So, uh, game journalist Liam Robertson, who's a guy we've cited a bunch of times uh, on the Slackcast, um, works for a bunch of different outlets, got a great YouTube channel, really, really great resource, uh, is reporting for uh, WWG.com, which is like uh, an imprint of comicbook.com, um, about the next, next Assassin's Creed title. So, um, essentially, uh, he's saying under, I'll give you this direct quote. So, from the article, under the veil of anonymity, Ubisoft sources have approached us to provide fresh details from the, this year's game. So, Kotaku previously reported that the game's working title was Assassin's Creed Empire, and that the game took place in ancient Egypt. Robertson is now reporting that the next Assassin's Creed is actually called Origins, and that it's currently scheduled to be revealed at E3 2017. Um, so his sources indicate that the game does actually take place in Egypt. It's going to have a, quote, vast open-world experience uh, that revolves around the original Assassin's Guild, and uh, players are going to take control of two different main characters, one of which is uh, is a man and one of which is a woman. And then another quote here is, uh, its structure is said to be less linear, featuring a character progression system that's less tied to the story. Another development source we spoke to compared it numerous times to Bethesda's Skyrim. Uh, they say that impressions of the project internally are so far positive. 
Apparently, the game's going to give you a lot more freedom. You're going to have a greater emphasis on exploration. And then um, they said that this is the biggest Assassin's Creed that's ever been created. It's, quote, huge in scope. Uh, and they say that it's been in development for, quote, at least several years now. Sources also indicated that, that outside of Egypt, you're going to be able to apparently explore the greater Mediterranean uh, using a ship. Ship-based combat will, of course, return uh, as an extension of that. You're apparently going to be able to go places as far away as Greece. And as of right now, we have a tentative launch window for fall 2017. So that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I just want to preface our talk of Assassin's Creed with saying a game's like Skyrim in 2017 means almost nothing. Right. <laughs> um, that's a great point. Like, developers talking up their game and, like, trying to make positive impressions saying, oh, yeah, we're taking impressions from Skyrim. And, like, okay, so... Yeah, so, like, every other game that's come out since Skyrim? It's like being an action movie right now and comparing yourself to the Bore Identity. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> I also just want to say that, like, they say it's huge in scope, and we found out, you know, throughout history that sometimes a game being bigger isn't always better. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, the right direction to take an Assassin's Creed game to make it huge. I don't know, like, I, f I feel like a lot of their worlds were already kind of empty, filled with, like, the stupid hundred flags to pick up in one area and all that crap, and you really only explored those things because you wanted to look at it, or you wanted to get the stupid collectibles, and if it's more that, I'm, I'm not into that at all. <laughs> right, yeah, I would agree with that. The only thing I would say that might temper that my fear there is that I know, uh, by all accounts, Watch Dogs 2's um, recreation of San Francisco was, like, very, very good, felt yeah, very yeah. accurate full yeah. lived in so i mean if they can hit that level of uh you know of, of creating a world that feels in you know inhabited well if it's ancient times in egypt i mean it's going to be a little hard considering there's so much less people you know and and if you're like outside of a city well what is there to do oh there's desert oh that, that's great you know like i don't i don't yeah. know uh it, it seems like a bad <laughs> idea to say let's make it huge and it also takes place in the in the middle of like you know a flat zone with no like topography and you know yeah. like <laughs> well i, I, I think maybe that's why the focus on is on ships though you know yeah, like maybe again, you're only it... going to be going to like port cities and stuff kind of like you did in assassin's creed uh black flag i could see that that's fine um then it doesn't sound like it's like oh we're gonna go as far away as greece right but it's a fast travel across the water so like that's not that far um you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's I don't know. I, I, I take issue with a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff, and this is speaking as, like, a very, very long-time fan. Yeah. And I've played every single game from beginning to end, and I probably play this one, too. But <laughs> I'm not probably going to enjoy it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually takes us into our meat and potatoes discussion. So I wanted to ask you guys, what would an Assassin's Creed game need to do when you back? If you were a fan of the series, how did they lose you, or or what are your problems with the game's recent entries, and then what are the things you'd need to hear from uh, Ubisoft to jump back on the hype train? There, there has never been a triple A game series that I've cared less about than Assassin's Creed. <laughs> For Call of Duty, <laughs> I I love uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare too. And Black oh, see, Ops I do too. There you go. Yeah, yeah awesome. <laughs> Assassin's Creed could do nothing to win me over, except be a different, a whole different series. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing they could ever. Wow, do. I would have put in that one real quick. <laughs> I applaud you for that. That's great. Uh, yeah, likewise. Um, like I said before, I played every game. I don't know if there's anything they could ever do to bring me back. Like short of the game dying, I don't know if there's any reason I would ever 
want to play one again. Like there, I don't, I don't know. I have zero hype for this one yet, and I always wanted them to return back to the more ancient times rather than getting closer to modern era. And I still don't care about this game even after hearing that. So I'm very cautious about just about everything. So on the other hand, I am kind of excited for this one. Um, the naval combat from Black Flag is really exciting to me. Egypt is a cool setting. But the thing that would make me, like, I think most excited about it is if they just full-on went Templar's Creed. <laughs> yeah, I, that would be amazing. That would do it. You know what? That would get me back in. Just, like, just hard reboot history is a lie. That's, like, the theme they've been going with the whole series. And so they hard reboot and, like, you know, it's also set in Renaissance Italy. And, like, all the, like, you know, the the breakdown of the things that, Assassin's Creed 2 and that whole Ezio trilogy said, but it shows them in a different light about why the assassins are dicks. That'd be cool. Yeah, I could I could totally do that. Like, play as a Borgia and realize that your empire is falling apart around you. Um, yeah. That's fine with me. That could be fun. I think this series lost me at Assassin's Creed 3 and I don't really know where it was during that game that I started losing interest but I, I would guess about halfway through um, I was like, oh, cool, you know, American Revolution and this is just kind of bullshit. The whole, the whole like way that it was portrayed didn't, it, you know, I mean, the other ones were like esoteric for sure. Right. But their story kind of made sense. Assassin's Creed three was like, you got to go here because they need you. And it's like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I single handedly did the entire revolution. This is, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the nice things about the, the previous games were you got to see what was going on around you. And it hit that history note for me. And as a huge fan of history stuff, I was always into, you know, oh, that's really cool. Like, I recognize these people, these characters, you know, Da Vinci, whatever, you know, like, just neat shit. And even though 3 had that, I don't really know what turned me away from it. But so something in that game just was boring about it. Maybe because it was too much open. I don't know. The architecture was not good for an Assassin's Creed Yeah, game. it really wasn't. Like, yeah. Colonial era America doesn't have any, like, tall buildings and shit. And, like, that's half the fun of Assassin's yeah. Creed. Like... I like the historical accuracy. Like they were marching troops through the the streets. There would be, you know, a contingent of you know people and all that crap. But I hated how I could drop down and kill like ten redcoats no problem. Whereas like previous games, you you might fight like two guys and you're like, oh crap, you know, like I actually got my butt kicked a little. You know, I, you you had some challenges. It, it felt while it was really fun to just stab everyone in the face. It felt a little bit easy. You know, like they mm -hmm. really emphasized. Hey, you're a badass and you can just do everything. It's like, I, I get it, but you've always had to take those games with a grain of salt, considering you jump off of a building into a stack of hay and you don't <laughs> explode, you know? And, <laughs> right. And like, I already understood that I was like doing really stupid shit like that, but they're, I don't know, man. Like, it, it just kind of blended too much. I think they took themselves too seriously at that point, maybe. And they're just like, yeah, this is this is what we're going to do, you know? Like, you can just go in and kill 40 people. No one gives a shit about anything. Like, the colonists were just kind of like, oh, well, that guy, he just dropped 12 work coats. All right, fuck him. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> it didn't really matter, you know? Like, you could, and everywhere you went, there was always more work coats to kill. So it's like, where the fuck are these people coming from? If I stay on the dock and killed them all, they would still be more red coats, you know? Like, it could come in off the boat and kill them all, and there would still be more. <laughs> so it was, it was weird, you know? Like, something about it. I mean, that's a lot of things, actually, I think about it. <laughs> something about it I don't basically know. the whole game it's been it's just like you know i played them all and three is where i definitely got turned away from it but i'll give you that the ship combat was amazing at black flag uh you know that was great that was the best part of the game so the non-assassin parts of yeah which what does that say yeah, yeah.
the boat parts are the best. Oh, um, did you guys ever watch the movie? No, I never saw Wait, it. Did it even come out? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's got Michael Fassbender, who you know, Magneto over there. So <laughs> critically panned. It came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It came out. It was. It was very much like. Um, Ghost in the Shell, like it came out and had a really bad opening weekend, and everyone was like, "See," and wow. then that was it. I mean, yeah, like, no it, one it, went to go see it, and everyone who saw it didn't like it. At so. least at my theater, we had Assassin's Creed for like four days, and we had Ghost in the Shell for like two weeks. So that might say something about it. Yeah, um, but you know, it was fun. I like the Warcraft movie. I I like video game movies. I I know it's terrible. I oh like Ratchet and Clank. You Sean, know, no, Sean's Sean's happy because you're the only person he's ever met that said they oh like the god. Warcraft. That's movie. actually not oh my true. god. Um, I know a lot of people who liked it. Like <laughs> really, I'm just busting chops because <laughs> well, I'm not gonna get into the whole thing. But yeah, I'm yeah. glad you liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm glad I have a friend out there. See. <laughs> Like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm I'm pretty skeptical on movies and like Assassin's Creed was a interesting adaptation at least. So it's worth a view if you've ever I mean Sean, you wouldn't care at all, but No. Pete and Andy, it's worth a view. Is it though? <laughs> I mean Andy, you were you were the only you were excited for that movie. Like you were straight up like, it looks good. I wanna go see it. At the it. very least. Yeah, when you're done, you could come back to me and say, "Man, you really misled me," and that was a pile of st- stinking dog turds. And I'll be like, "Ha, gotcha," you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that might be maybe fun. Maybe it's the next Jupiter Ascending. No, no, don't, don't go there. Jupiter Ascending is a phenomenal movie, and I will fight. I'm done. I, I quit. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but also, like, I went on record earlier saying I like don't like MMOs very much. I would subscribe at sixty dollars a fucking month for a Jupiter Ascending MMO. <laughs> Oh god, I have I have such a headache already, and it just hurt more <laughs> when I heard that. Anyway, to uh, to loop us back around here, um, yeah, I mean, I've always kind of been lukewarm on the Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, I I got the first one as one of the first games I bought when I got my 360. So I got it like a year or so after it came out. I picked up uh, like three games with it, and um, I was really ex- excited for Assassin's Creed because I had heard so much about it. And, uh, it just seemed cool, you know? And, um, it was just tr- immediately turned me off. I lost interest in it within the first two or three hours. I was like, this game is boring and slow, and I don't understand what's going on, and I'm not interested in finding out. So I bounced out and was over it. Um, and then I got into Assassin's Creed 2 because of you, Thompson. Like, I, it was when I was like kind of, I had like really gotten back into playing games in a major way and I was trying to go back and kind of like fill in gaps of games that I had missed. So you were like, yeah, here, play the Ezio trilogy. So I played those games and I loved them. You know, I, I thought Ezio was a fun character. Um, I, you know, I, I was kind of, Revelations was whatever, but Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood were both uh, really enjoyable experiences for me. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood are two of the few games that I've like 100%ed. Um, I like got the platinum trophy whatever the equivalent of that is in xbox terms because it was on 360 but um so i enjoyed those games quite a bit assassin's creed 3 didn't do anything for me so i didn't play it i picked up black flag and i liked it a lot and i put like 30 hours into it but i didn't finish it because i didn't really care about the story and i just whatever like it's i just i'm over the framing device of assassin's creed you know like the fact that they're still trying to force the real life aspect and animus and this modern day shit it's like all it does all it does is distract you from the actual game 
And it was like, I remember the second or third time that they pulled me out of the Animus and made me like walk around Abstergo <laughs> video game industries yeah. or whatever. I just stopped playing the game. I was like, I'm done. Like I got, I got the experience out of this. I played the ship stuff. That was what I liked doing. Like every time I played the game, I found myself not playing it, like not advancing the game and just going out and like doing ship quests and building out my ship. Cause that was what was actually fun. Um, so to answer my own question, they lost me because I think the games are just bland and I, I don't, I think they hit a peak with, with, uh, Brotherhood specifically that they never were able to reach again because it's been a law of diminishing returns. They don't take time to go back and refine the engine. They don't take a beat and really try to make these games better. They just churn them out year after year and it eventually just became more and more of the same crap and I got tired of it. Um, and like I heard that, I mean... I think it was, like, well accepted that Unity was shit. Uh, that just didn't run very well, and it was not a, a particularly well-made game. But um, Syndicate was, by all accounts, really good. But I just don't care anymore. You know, like, Assassin's Creed has kind of lost me. So, I mean, for me, like, this game is saying all the right things, but I still kind of feel like Thompson, where I feel like I just don't know if I care anymore. Like, they're saying all the right things for me, personally. They're going further back in history... Egypt is a setting I've always wanted to see them explore. I like the idea of them going back to the establishment of the of, of the assassins. That's cool. Um, having a focus on ship content is great because that was the best stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I think for me, if they come out and they say, "Hey, there's no modern day stuff. Like, there's no animus, no whatever. Like, you're just gonna get a story about the original assassins." That would be the the thing that would push me over the edge. I'm like, all right, I have to buy it. Because they've done everything I, I said I want. So let me give them a shot. They took a year off. I'm confident that they used that year well. So, I mean, let's see what happens. You know? I would love to care about Assassin's Creed again. And I don't think I ever could again. So I think that's kind of like the division that's happened with me, you know? And I was never as into it as you. So, like, I think it's like it would be way easier for me to forgive its sins. It's it's more like I think I don't even know how many have come out now because after you know Syndic was that number like nine or something this no, is the eighth no, one no. it's just absurd how many there is well there's like the first oh, one and there's the SEO no, trilogy right. that's like four yeah, right there and three is the fifth one so Black Flag is five so... that's the sixth one oh no yeah no you're right they put out two right because they put out Unity and then they put out the other one that was actually good right on the so PS3 it's like the Xbox eighth game man like it's yeah. just I've, I've very rarely played eight games of any series ever and I, I don't know man like if I played eight games I must have enjoyed something so I'm, I'm really done with it I think <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I feel like they needed to take more time off than a year yeah. I think they really should have let this franchise go to sleep for a while and come back yeah like honestly like you know a PS5 launch with Assassin's Creed woo like that'd be cool you know or some yeah. some kind of like crazy you know oh it's it's a whole new game for a whole new world you know like it's just VR now you have to climb the walls yourself too like it's <laughs> like you know something just wild to really I don't know just saying Shake it's like it Skyrim, like you said earlier. I don't know. It doesn't it's do like, it. What is that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything's great. like Skyrim if you, like, you know, like a uh, Temple Run. It's like Skyrim in the fact that you have to run through dungeons, you know? It's like, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I guess. Yeah, whatever. It's like Skyrim because you can spend a thousand hours on it. Okay? That doesn't help. <laughs> like at this point, I don't know. Like, I feel like saying something is like, like Skyrim is like, makes me more wary than happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, actually, when they the the terminology also kind of makes me feel like they're adding like elements of breath of the wild how it's like it's more open you can explore the world like people like zelda right so we'll make assassin's creed do that too 
it, it it doesn't you know like you said it hits all the right notes but you know it talks cheap especially especially for ubisoft yeah we gotta <laughs> see more of it before i'm willing to like bite down again you know yeah but i think the one thing they have going for me right now is like they're saying all the right things so far like based on this leak and then i haven't played an assassin's creed game since five so i haven't played an assassin's creed game in like three or four years might be time for you that was a 360 game yeah you know like so it's been a minute i could probably go back and for another one if it looks good and it isn't bloated and is actually (laughs) fun just let me know i'm not getting it (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll, I'll 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 probably be the guinea pig. I mean, we'll see, because I might I might just say fuck it, because like, it just looking okay isn't going to be enough for me to buy it. Right. You know, it's going to have to look amazing, and like people are going to have to say good things about it. Like, it's got an uphill battle for me. I mean, you know, hey, I've been surprised before. Like, Andy surprised me when he was like Final Fantasy 15. It's good. And I was like, no, <laughs> please come on, the Final Fantasy good in my time again. Like, what is this? So yeah, I, I could I could be eating shit in like you know a year when this comes out. So, <laughs> but I I don't know. I'll I'll retain my position. I'm not getting it. So, <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair, man. Like you've been burned enough. You know, it's yeah. like I'm definitely gonna wait and see. I, as of right now, I'm not planning on buying the game at launch. Right. But... You know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm willing. I'm, I'll get it when it's games with gold, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Steam sale for like you know ninety percent off, and they're like, "Didn't you want this game? It's a dollar." Oh, yeah. I'll consider it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I will. I will say this is the first time since Black Flag that I've even like considered buying a, a, an Assassin's Creed game. Right. You know, where I'm just like, maybe, maybe. Like, we'll see what happens. Wow, me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, any closing thoughts on this before we wrap it up, guys? Not much else. I've said my piece. Don't trust Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really have takes on Assassin's Creed. I hope it's good, or if not, I'll just play Black Flag again. Oof, like, there you go. <laughs> my, my, or any of the hundred of other games that come out that are better, better than it. My take is I would rather have spent the last 20 minutes talking about Jupiter's Ascending with Andy than talking oh. about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, new podcast, the Jupiter Ascending Files. <laughs> Do you like Jupiter Ascending, Sean? I, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm a. Oh, okay. I really, really <laughs> wanted to, and hearing Andy's enthusiasm, like I, I would rather, like I would love to listen to him talk about oh it and gosh. just ask him questions. I'll interview you oh, about yeah, Jupiter God. Ascending for twenty minutes rather than play Assassin's Creed. Yes, play I love it, watching talk about it. Anything. I don't care about Assassin's Creed. I literally love watching bad movies because they're bad, and Jupiter Ascending was so bad I couldn't watch on the movie for like two months. Wow. I mean, that's that's I'm dead serious. Like it, I I just oh god, Andy, what have you done? I literally love watching good movies because they're good, and Jupiter Ascending was so good. Uh, I see? saw it again the next I love day. It. I love he's it. just he's such an ass. Day. Oh man, I got him a poster oh. once though. That was pretty fun. <laughs> you did, and then I was an idiot and left it at Matt. And, and then they moved to Michigan, so I don't know where it is. Yeah, in Michigan. Probably in Michigan. <laughs> oh, well. The curse lives on. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of talking about terrible movies, if you guys want to talk to us about terrible movies or any of the other things we talked about today, you can let us know what you thought about today's episode in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you give it a like, share it with a friend, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you guys are listening to the audio version over on SoundCloud or iTunes, where we are a five-star rated podcast, we would really appreciate it if you left us a, uh, a five-star rating, if you think we're worth it. Um, or, you know, well, like whatever it is on the platform of your choice. And again, share it with a friend. Get more pals out there to check out the show. 
Uh, and if you guys want to write to us, you can send us an email at thecomicspals at gmail.com. That's the comics with an S pals at gmail.com you can send us a random question of the week uh let us know what you thought about any of the news items we discussed or give us your thoughts on assassin's creed you know uh what do you think about uh assassin's creed origins are you excited for it uh, are you burned like this uh, for the series like we are do you hate it like sean let us know we'll read it on the air and uh you know we'll we'll have a dialogue with you otherwise uh you can get us on social media at the comics pals on twitter and instagram uh, or like our Facebook page, um, and you know, have a have a dialogue with us there, or hit any of us up on Twitter where we have our um, our stuff on the description below. So hit us up, have a conversation with us, and we'll see you guys on episode three of the Video Game Pals. Also, come back next week for me and Sean's brand new podcast, <laughs> the Jupiter Ascending Pals. <laughs> You're all bastards. <laughs> Featuring special guest Robin ah! as the guy who's wrong. <laughs> I mean, you want to be a part of that one. It's okay. <laughs> See you next week, everybody.